Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and I'm your host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our weekly format podcast uh, where we uh, talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and success and successful routines to light. Uh, in each episode, we like to talk about real estate professionals and learn what they are doing that allow them to have better work-life balance and high production and uh, you know, give great client satisfaction. And today, I'm really excited because I've got uh, Christopher Rigby with us. Christopher, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Hey, I'm glad you're here today. And uh, one of the reasons why I'd like to have Christopher on, first, let me just let the listeners know, Christopher's been in the business for 11 years. And Chris, you got started back in 2012 and you were originally on a team, right? Correct. Yep. I was originally on a team when I, when I started out. And then you migrated off the team and then, and then went full-time just uh, uh, on your own and at, at the Everett, Windermere Everett South office with uh, Dave Maynard, right? That's correct. Yeah. How many agents are in that office? If you do you recall? Uh, I think we have like, like 45 agents roughly yeah, 45 in the office. In there. Something like that. Okay. Terrific. And um. And I know that uh, I know there's competition there, but one of the things I want to kind of talk about today and why it's, I wanted to have you on is because right now, as I listen uh, across the board in real estate and you see things on social media and you hear kind of where concerns are with real estate agents right now, um, because we've had kind of a, a drop in, in transaction count. So if you look at, you know, this time last year uh, and where we are today, we see transaction count down. Now, dollar volume is still up, but transaction count is down. And so we have agents, some agents that are panicking, saying, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't have the same amount of business. And we have agents that are getting out of the business. We have agents that are shutting down just because they're, they're, they're running scared. Yet here you are. We're not even done with Q2. So we've got another month of Q2 left. And you're already sitting at 28 transactions. Uh, and probably by, by mid-year, you're going to be at 33, where last year this time, you were probably around eight or nine transactions. And so I want to talk about what you're doing because uh, you coach with us. And um, I'm always amazed when we talk because you've always got activity happening. And I don't hear that fear voice. I, I actually, many times I hear you say, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Let me tell you how this happened or that happened. And so I want you to kind of talk to us a little bit about one, about your routine and your mindset in doing so. And then you've got some unique things that you do that I think our listeners could learn from. So, um, I mean, kind of give me just kind of in a nutshell right now, what's the consistency of, 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 of how you do things? Because I think it's a big piece of what you do. Um, I, you know, it started, uh, you know, earlier this year, uh, maybe even a little bit of late last year, but really like dialing in the dialing in my morning routine. 
And I am, yeah, the crazy guy that has that, had that two through 30 AM wake up morning <laughs> routine. Um, and you know, I've, I've since had to modify that just because I'm working later hours into the night. So, but I, I am still like, I mean, it's like, I'm usually out of bed now by like three 30 and I'm, uh, and I'm training for this, uh, Ragnar race run that runs from like the Canadian border down to like the South end of Whidbey. It's like an 11 person relay that, uh, that I'm going to be a part of. But, um, so like, I'm, I'm having to do like different prep things to get, you know, I'm like having to, you know, different like supplements and things I'm having to take an hour before I work out so that I can get those. So I can, you know, work out every day and work out efficiently without getting injured. But, um, that still leads into my, I work out, I get my workout done usually about an hour to hour and 25 minutes of workout time, uh, every morning. And then, um, uh, I've been doing like a lot of my, like some of my morning office stuff at home now. Mm -hmm. And then, after that, like I have breakfast after that, then I'm going in and like, I usually wait about two hours after I've um, finished my workout. And then I'm getting into a cold plunge and that's helping with inflammation. It's helping with, uh, get me like really getting my mindset ready before I start getting phone calls for the day. Um, and then from there, you know, and after, after I've gotten out of that, um, after I've gotten out of the cold plunge and, and warmed up a little bit and can start feeling my fingers and toes again, um, <laughs> I go, I, I get, I get really, uh, you know, it helps, it just helps me focus. And so any of the, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I got like, you know, I put my phone on do not disturb. And then I'm like, okay, there comes my, you know, these are the things that came while you had your phone on do not disturb through the right. night and through the, through the morning. And it's like, you know, there's probably like 10 to 15 problem fixing things you got to handle in there. As long yeah. as you don't see those, I'm like, there's, I've made a mistake a couple of times. I'm like, oh, I'm going to see like, ah, man, now that ruins you your work. jump on them, right? Yeah. It ruins your workout. You can't focus yeah. on like getting your mindset right for the rest of the day. And so if you, I've just really, um, put that phone on, do not disturb or just turn the thing off or whatever until you're done with your getting your, at least your morning routine in that sets your mindset. Yes. And then. And then like, I'll come into the office and I'll have like, I mean, I can knock out most of the problems, get them like resolved or under, underway within, um, you know, take care of within a couple hours. And then, you know, and then I focus on like, you know, I spend about an hour, uh, hour or two on marketing. Um, and the, the marketing that I've done, I never did postcards. Like I never did, uh, consistently did postcards. Right. So, um, I really, um, I really wanted to, um, I really wanted to focus on like a specific neighborhood and like, obviously, you know, depending on, I think you have to look at a lot of factors because it's like, I want to look, you obviously want to do your neighborhood where you live because you live right. in the neighborhood and you should be the expert in your neighborhood. But I think you have to look at like other things too. You have to look at like, what's the turnover ratio in your neighborhood? Like is, if you're going to spend, you know, commit to spending a thousand dollars a month on marketing to your neighborhood, what's that turnover look like? You know, is it going to, you know what I mean? You're probably... I'm not sure what the numbers are, are on it, but like I focus on Harbor Point, like not all of Muckleteo, I only focus on Harbor Point and there's roughly 5,200 doors in Harbor Point. And, um, you know, like last month, I think I sent out 25,000 postcards um, uh, to the area. The one that I'm doing consistently every month is just, you know, is a um, it's a snapshot of all the listing active pending and sold listings in Harbor point every month. Right. And then like on the back of the postcard, it's got like a, a review from a past client on the back of there. And then it's got my contact info. Very simple. Just, just so people are seeing what's selling and whatnot, even if they're not paying it, most people are paying attention to Redfin and Zillow daily, but um, not everybody is. And so 
they're at least getting that. And I try to mail, like I've, I targeted when, um, just like monitored the mail and like Wednesdays and Thursdays, there's nothing else in the mailbox. So like I get the postcard shipped to my office and I take them to the distribution center at the post office on uh, Tuesday morning before like 10 o'clock. And that way they go out and they hit on Wednesday and Wednesday or Thursday. And they're like one only like two or three pieces of mail in the mailbox. So it's just so like you, that stack. So you reduce your number, your amount of competition by monitoring what you've been getting since you're in that neighborhood smart, right. And say, okay, let's make sure my stuff hits when there doesn't seem to be a lot of stuff happening. Correct. Yep. I love that. That's a great idea. Um, and I, and so I, I know that's been working well for you and, and you've been doing, you've been sending those out. I also know that you, uh, you know, you have, uh, all your materials. So like your, your buyer book, your seller book and all those types of things. Um, and you also have stuff that's high end, right? I, I don't see you cutting corners, uh, when you're putting that stuff together. No, I don't. I mean, and I, I don't usually send out the 25,000. It's just because I had, um, what is it like one, two, three, four, four listings in Harbor point right over and, and two of them are from postcards. Uh, and then, uh, and then another one was just like, people had seen me at open houses. So, um, in like leading into talking about some of the open house things is so it's like, okay, when I'm going to an open house, like I've, I've, you know, when you tour an open house, like, what do you get? You usually get a flyer and you right. get an agent, you get an agent that's like a brand new agent or, you know, just a buyer's agent, or you just get somebody that's, um, you know, maybe they're not necessarily there to sell the house. They're just there to pick up a business for a future representation. And so, um, you know, like I'm. I have intention when I'm going to my open houses, I usually spend like two hours prepping like all the materials that I'm going to have for my open house. So I make sure I make up uh, depending on the house and like the location, but you know, like for the one I did last week that I put on, like I prepared uh, 50, 50 folders. They're just kind of those split folders that open up. Each one of them had a form 17, the seller disclosure statement in there. Um, I printed, I went on like RPR, and I printed yep. off um, like a whole thing about like, a, you know, the snapshot of Muckle Teal, like a, a neighborhood report, uh, really simple to do. Printed that out uh, nice in color. I had a, I have another um, uh, book that I have made up that's it just talks about like it's got my resume in there. It's got my services for buyers and sellers um, and, you know, client testimonials and all that. So that and it, each one of the I mean, I think. Uh, you know, the folders cost like 450 because they're like that soft touch window mirror from yep. um, the mood.com that we've got. But and then each of those packets is probably like nine or $10, like with all the printed materials and everything that goes into it. And so like, that's what I just want. Like, I want somebody when they go into my open house, they're like, wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of information. Um, and, you know, I've had uh, out of those four, those four Mokotila listings in the last month, yep. um, I've picked up, um, two buyers and then three more listings. And and I um, want our listeners to hear that. So so you had you had how many how many listings and how many open houses did you have there? So four so four listings and yep. I mean I was doing uh it, in the times when I had four listings, I, one of my sellers didn't want to do open houses just because she didn't want people walking through her house. I get it. Uh, but the other ones, like I was doing, um, I was doing a morning open house at one and then I was doing the afternoon open house at the other. And I had, I mean, so my, my names were on like the Harbor Point, my open house signs were on Harbor Point Boulevard for like eight hours. Right. Exactly. For, and it's been like that almost every weekend this month. And then I've got directionals at the entrances of five different neighborhoods. So like they're seeing my, 
they're seeing my name like on the directionals every single day. Well, and I love it. Work. And you pick up two buyers and three listings. And you were on our coaching call, you were saying how one of them said, oh my gosh, you're the one we want to hire because we see how you show up. Yeah, they're just, you're, they're like, you're this guy. They're like, every time we came home, you're like, we see this guy doing open houses. Um, and it wasn't, the house didn't sell like immediately. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't sell in two days or five days. It sold in 18 days, but it sold for full price. And I represented the buyer on the sale of the house too. Right. So I, double, I ended up double-siding it and the seller got full price. And, you know, so both parties were extremely happy. So I, it just, um, I think just the consistency of doing the open houses. And I've been doing, like when I worked with uh, Mike and Lonnie, um, the team that I was on, I was always doing open houses, like always doing open houses. And I remember being like, gosh, man, like they're getting like the $30,000 commission check. And I'm just sitting here doing these open houses for them. <laughs> and I like, just like, man, I just like, and I really like, I mean, like I not no like animosity towards it, but like, I didn't realize like what the benefit of doing all those were until this last weekend. And that was like, people were coming in they're like, Hey, how's it going? Like, where, you know, what happened to Mike and Lonnie? I'm like, well, you know, they moved to Arizona. They're not here anymore. And they're like, oh, so you're taking over there. You're taking over this area then, right? And I was like, I mean, I guess so. Um, and you love that. You know, that's their perception, right? That's the perception. And that was like, you know, I remember when I first, uh, when I first started working with Mike and Lonnie, like it was really, it was like crazy to go. I'm like, I sat at an open house with them. And I remember being in there and like, two people came in and they're like, Hey, can you come give us a, do a listing presentation for us when you guys are done here? Yeah. Just, and I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. I was like, I, and I like this, even just this last weekend, I texted, uh, I texted my wife and I was like, I just had two buyers come through here and ask me to like set up like a consultation and start sending them listings. She's like, is that normal? I was like, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think so, but, um, and she, and my wife too, like, She's like, wow, that is a lot of money for those packets. Like, are you like, I was like, well, look at it. If I get one person, if I get one client, it'll pay yep. for the packets. Yep. Like it'll pay. If I get one client and I think whatever we talked about, it was like a $1.2 million buyer that I picked up one yep. of them. Uh, and that, you know, it was like, what is it? Like a 776% re return yeah. Yeah, it was on the investment. 6% return on investment because of packets and then picking up a $1.2 million buyer. And so, so I think that, you know, those things definitely work off, but, but it's been a, it's a, been a compounding thing over 10 years of people seeing my name consistently, consistently. And that's what I was trying to talk about. Like, you know, I, you know, I went into when I started doing these postcards this year, I was like, all right, I'm not going to see any, maybe I'll get one listing in 12 months from it and that'll yeah. pay, that'll pay for it. So, uh, I mean, it just happened to happen to happen on the second mailing uh, that I got, I got a listing from it. And then another week later, I got another one. And then it's so it just, I mean, it's, um, it's a compound, it's just a consistent thing of people seeing my face on the boulevard on the signs, and then the directionals, then the postcards, and then the open houses. Um, well, it's momentum. That's the other thing too, is you, you, you're creating this level of momentum because your consistency and how often you're showing up. And, and I love it. We were on a coaching call and you said to me, you said, you know, you treat uh, open houses, they're like job interviews uh, with the neighbors. Where, you know, yep. they're, they're coming in and they're seeing you. And so the, your level of professionalism, what you're doing and what you're showing up is because they're, they're, they're looking at you saying, Hey, might this be somebody we hire down the road? Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'd love to, I mean, love to meet the neighbors. Um, and I, you know, I did a, I did a Friday open house this last weekend and I was kind of like, eh, I'm probably going to get crickets or maybe I won't, but I had, I ended up having like 28 groups through 
the Friday, that was the best open house I had the whole weekend. Right. Right. And so, so when you look at, when you look at this business and, and where you are now, right. And, and what you've been, and what you've been producing. So it's the consistency. Um, it's, it's the, the tools that you, that you've been using on a regular basis, the quality of the tools that you've been using. And, um, and, and then, and then we, and, you know, we do coaching. So we go through coaching and we talk about things. And so one of the things I'll say that I've seen from you is that, you know, we'll talk about items in coaching and then it'll be the week later and you're like, Hey, I'm implementing this or I'm implementing that. And uh, you kind of just roll with it. I mean, talk a little bit about that because also the other thing I love about you is, um, and we will have these conversations where there'll be somebody who you will have run into or talked to and they're like, Oh, well, you're doing that. Well, are, does it really work? And they question everything and you just kind of, you go with it. You go, I'm going to give it a shot. If it works great, if it doesn't, then I'm going to try this other thing. Yeah, I don't, I, I look at, um, I, I remember, well, like I'll use Mike and Lonnie as an example again. And like, we like getting their postcards ready. They were so like analytical about their postcards. And it was like, they'd almost be so analytical. They wouldn't even get the postcard out for like, and the listing would be on the market for three weeks. And I'm like, geez, Louise, like it doesn't have to be perfect. It's like, it's got your face, your name, and it's got the listing on it. So I'm like, but you know, there's a, you want to have that hook and that message in there, but um, I just, I know that if I over, overthink and I overanalyze anything that I'm not, um, I'm never going to get anything done. And then I'm right. going to be like, see, see, look, that didn't work. Yep. You know, like, cause I spent way too much time on it, but if I, um, I, I look at, you know, like, well, when we coach together, I look at like, you're obviously getting stuff from, a, like a much higher level. And the stuff that you're learning from a much higher level is stuff that, you know, you're processing it faster than I can. And it's coming from more successful people. And so like, if I can even, if I can even implement 10% of that, yeah. it makes, it makes it, it makes a dramatic, a, a dramatic change. And so like, if, you know, if you're trying to get 1% better every day at the end of the year, you're going to be a lot better. But, right. Exactly. Um, and so if you just get hung up on the, on the little things or the details or anything like that, you, you can perfect them along the way. Like you can tweak and you can change stuff along the way. The, the most important thing is just getting stuff out. Yep. Well, and the other thing I noticed about you too, is that you're really good at understanding what's happening in the market in the given time. And I think that's another big piece is, you know, when, when people walk in or they engage with you, you actually are articulate in understanding what's going on. Um, yeah, you know, I think when you're, when you're in an open house, you're, you know, I ask people, I mean, you know, Harbor Point doesn't have a ton of active houses at any point in time right now, like where most areas don't. So I, I'm like, oh, are you guys out touring out open houses today? Great. Whichever, which other houses have you gone to? Did you go see this one down here? I was mm -hmm. like, did you, what did you think? What did you think about the view? Like was a Northern, did you like the Western view or the Northern view? Do you prefer the Northern view? Um, just different little things like that. If you know the properties of like the other listings in the area or the other, like, especially the people love hearing about the pendings. Um, yes. like, they love hearing about the pending transactions. I'm like, well, Hey, I wrote an offer on that one with my client last week. And, you know, we went to, you know, a million 75 and I know it sold for 1.1. Right. Uh, and they had two other offers that went into it. So I was like, you know, there's two other buyers that are competing in that range in the market right now, at least two other buyers that are competing in that range in the market right now. Like if you're looking at this one, um, and that was one, and like, that was one of the buyers that I got, like, they, they're like, we've fired our agent. Like, he doesn't he well, hasn't responded or he doesn't know that i want to circle back to that in a minute i want to want you to tell a story i do want to circle back to that but i love it so so let's on this point real quick so you know the amount of information so how much time do you put into learning and understanding you know so when you're going to be in front of a client 
you've got that type of information in front of you. I, you know, that information is a daily habit. Yeah. Like that is like, I have a auto email set up so that I get the email. So it's like, it's like, I, I get the new listing as soon as it comes on. Right. And I look at, I look at the photos and then like, I'll usually swing by and I'll go tour the house on my way home. So you'll do, um, you'll do a, uh, I love it, previewing. I, I know there used to be an agent in my neighborhood that would, I would always see him, Patrick Core. And I'd be, Patrick, what are you doing? He goes, I'm previewing homes. I got to know what I'm, what, what's out there. I got to know my inventory. And I love that. And I, I think the other, the other part, I, I call the agents too. I call all the agents and I, I always, I ask them, I'm like, Hey, how did, you know, what's your activity? Like how many, and they're like, do you have a listing coming up? I was like, well, no, not necessarily, but I just want to be able to like, I just, I, I, it's nice to be able to talk about it. So it's like, what's going on? It's like, there's four, one, there's four houses that came up in one particular neighborhood in Mukilteo and like, they haven't sold. And it's like, well, why haven't they sold or what's their activity been like? And I'm like, well, it's not in Harbor Point, so they go to different schools. So yeah. and I think you know they, that that could be that could be the biggest factor why those aren't aren't getting the action. So we know that people really want Harbor Point or South Harbor Point specifically for the schools that they go to. So um, really like honing in on those details. But if you're if you're constantly talking to those agents and you're constantly doing that stuff, it's just it's ingrained knowledge. So when someone asks you, you can just you know because you did it, and it's yeah. not like you're having to prep for an appointment or prep for the. The prep, you know, the preparation has already been done. You're just mastering that neighborhood to the point where um, if somebody asks you a question or something about it, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I guess I would. But from a buyer's eyes, those buyers are like Redfin or whatever app or Zillow or whatever site they're going on. They are pound like they're getting like hit with those things coming into them. Like, yep. and so they're they're seeing it. But, you know, we're not necessarily looking at, at that stuff all the time, even though we have access to it. So that's, you can't do that when you're super spread out and you have multiple areas. You can't, you can't process like 50, you know, 50 areas like that. But if you're focused in on one area, you know, you can really focus in on that specific area. And then like my goal is once I start really, really get a lot of traction in this area, I'm going to try to get a couple of the neighboring areas as well, um, just based off of like assimilation, um, with the level of activity I've had in this area and they probably know people in those other areas. So that I'll have like a, um, a referral base built off of the area that I'm working in to right. those other outside areas. I love that. Well, and, and so to circle back to what you said, so the other thing I realized is that when you become the source, when you have this level of professionalism, when you show up in a way that, that the client hasn't ever experienced before, there's, there's times when they may even be working with an agent and they go, you know what, this person we just talked to, we got more information in 15 to 20 minutes at an open house with this agent than we've ever gotten from our agent. You know what? We're working with the wrong person. And you had this experience. Correct. Yeah. And I, I you know, I had met this couple, uh, I think six months ago at an open house mm -hmm. and they came through and, you know, they, they told me all their details, you know, everything. I don't remember their names. I don't remember people's names. It's not my forte. Uh, <laughs> I remember everything. I remember everything else they tell me like where the yeah, kids go to school name, like yeah. where that where they're from just not names and um anyway I, I saw them come through an open house that I had and um and I, I just said you know I was like hey it's good to see you guys I met you at this listing at this open house and they're like wow that's really good memory and I was like yeah you I, I was like you know I just that's how I remember things and um and, you know I asked them how it was going and I asked them I was like hey how's your agent it was Ross right and they're like yeah that wow um that was our agent i was like good and um 
they had a friend with them, you know, they had a friend that was there with them and he said, yep. Hey, could you, he's like, if you, um, he's like, if I wanted to buy an investment piece of property in Mukilteo, like what would, uh, you know, like, would you be able to like, you know, help me out with that? And I said, sure. Yeah, no problem. Like, absolutely. Yep. Um, and I, and that was it. And I just left the, I let the, I left the conversation. I obviously gave him a packet of my information to both of them again. Um, and then I get, you know, later that day I got I got a phone call about an hour after my open house was over and it was from the couple, not the guy that was saying he wanted to be the, to invest in. She, she was, I was like, well, you guys have an agent. And they're like, no, we never signed an agreement with him. And uh, you know, true to be honest with you, like we, you know, he wasn't really even sending us listings <laughs> and he, you know, he's out of Seattle. So he doesn't really know the area. He's and they're like, we've driven by like, your signs are at the, you know, up by Boeing. They're down by here. Like you have, you just, could you write this offer for us on this other house that's listed? <laughs> and I was like, sure. You know? And so I, we wrote, we wrote an offer on the house. They ended up not getting it. Um, I kind of gave him like a threshold before where it was like, it was an older, it needed a lot of work, but um, I kind of gave him a limit where I would like, I was like, I don't know about this. It's kind of a risky investment. And right. uh, you know, they ended up not getting it. And, um, and so, but now we're, now they're, you know, they're clients. And so yep. like, I've been sending them listings and they're, you know, they're actually going to be writing it on, on another one that popped up yesterday. So I'm, uh, it, it was, it's, it's really like, like, wow, this is awesome. This is the kind of business. This is like, come list me, come, come work with me kind of stuff. And it's not yep. pressure based. It's not pressure based. Well, and I, and I think what, what, what's going on, well, I don't think, I know what's going on. So as we go through the coaching and we work together and you start implementing these tools and you do them, in, and that, this is what I want the listeners to hear, you do them consistently, you don't overthink them, you make sure that you're making an investment in the items so that you show up in a way that's highly professional, um, you understand your market, you understand uh, what's happening in your market, you're laser focused on where you want to be. And because of that, you actually have now become, instead of being, you know, on demand, meaning that you're just, you're jumping around anywhere. You're now in demand. And when you become in demand, that's when all of a sudden you have this, just this windfall of business that, you know, cause I love it. We'll get on a coaching call and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to tell you, I picked up two more buyers. I mean, getting ready for this podcast. You go, yeah. I picked up another buyer. I picked up another listing. And I always ask, well, how'd that happen? Well, you know, it came off my, my consistency of my flyers or it came off my postcards or it came off or excuse me, postcards, not flyers where it came from an open house or it came from this activity that I'm doing with my, with my existing database. And so, um, you know, that, that's the key. And I think that agents that right now are fearful, that are going, Oh my gosh, the market, there's less transactions. What am I going to do? You know, what I'm hearing is get out there. I mean, <laughs> do the things we know we need to do and do them well. Yeah. I, I will say that like, even over the last, like, you know, like five, six years, I mean, it was like business was, I don't want to say it was easy, but I felt like it was a lot, um, you know, we weren't doing all of the things that we should be doing or even by half of them, you know, like how many times did you not put directionals up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, you know, I think, but if you're doing those things, it's that uh, I really, I think the consistency of doing, doing the things that we're supposed to be doing, they're not hard. Um, they, once they start to, once they start to multiply, and, and like, that's where I'm watching. I'm like, man, this is just crazy. Like, like to watch it, you know what I mean? You get one or two and you're like, okay, this is good. And then like, you're like, whoa, three and four. You're like, wow, this stuff is like working. Um, 
so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm extremely like grateful for, for the experience, but you know, um, I know Dave in our office, he says, sometimes he's like, what you do today affects your paycheck three months from now. Yeah. And so, and so like, really like, I, I mean, like this last year, like is where I really focused on that morning routine. Um, and that's the most consistent thing I have. And that, that every day, like I'm getting that, I'm getting that workout in, uh, recently adding the cold plunge to it. And like that is happening every day, like no matter what, and like, no, and then that sets you up for, you know, what's going to happen the remaining portion portion of the day or anything coming at you, the remaining portion of the day, right. Um, whether, whether it be kids or, you know, just any of the problems that come, you know, with, with this business or, you know, challenges, I should say, not problems. Uh, you're, you're able to like get over those humps and, and I don't, I mean, I just, honestly, I don't, I don't even, I don't even focus on the news. I'm like, cool. Where are the rates at? Are they at like eight or nine? And people are like, don't say that. I'm like, I don't, it doesn't matter. People still need a place to live. Exactly. Like, like you know, I mean, you just, it's like, oh, Amazon laid off, you know, 20,000 people. Guess what? Boeing's hiring. They just opened a new line at, uh, at the Everett plant for the, for the 737 where the 747 closed down. So I, I just think there's, um there's always opportunity and if you focus on the negative stuff like you're going to become part of the negative and um and if that's what people are seeing when they meet you i mean like you can look at someone just like man are you having a bad day like, <laughs> you, you know the vibe you pick up of them right yeah i just i i you know like and that's it in your open house man you better like you better have the most positive thing going or talk about i mean you talk about anything but just as as positive as you can be i mean you don't even have to talk to these people about real estate you know let them ask you questions about the real estate or um but that that energy that negativity like it or that that worry you have that i mean i've had that too right um we all do it doesn't go away yeah i mean you got you know you've got dues and you've got all these fees and all these things you have to pay. So you don't have closings coming in, you know, that just, it's very easy to get very negative very quick, but if you start just, I mean, just little, like tweak your schedule, tweak your, you know, just do one thing every day that you're going to do consistently. And then once that starts to, to, you know, provide results, add another thing to it and then just keep going. And I, that's where we, that's what we've done this year, at least. And that's, uh, it's been a huge, it's been a huge change. Um, and I you know, like, and I love that. And I, and I want to point out, so here's one of the things that I, I see, right? So a lot of people will say to us, well, you know, well, well, coaching, I mean, what are you going to learn in coaching? Why do they coach? And I think like for you, I mean, we, we didn't, I didn't say, Hey, do all these postcards and do all these flyers. I mean, the first thing we started working on is going back to when you came back to coaching and said, okay, let's talk about your routine. What are you doing? And I think a lot of people underestimate, like when you're, when you're getting coached and they're holding you accountable, it's not just about the tools. It's about you know, how are you running your life every day? Because I love what Dave said and what you said is, you know, uh, whatever you're doing today is going to determine where you're going to be tomorrow. And I think that, um, you know, one of the things we really worked on, I said, hey, here's some, you know, tell me about your routine. Tell me about how you're getting your mindset in a great place to move forward, to be a dad of three kids, to be, you know, to provide for your family and to go on your vacations. And then what happens is, is that starts to get good. Then all of a sudden your mindset and your brain starts to see the opportunities and you're not focusing on the closed doors. You're focusing on the open doors and then you get a windfall of business and then you just do it again. And I think that's, you know, if, if I were to say to anybody, hey, you know, what does coaching get you? You know, coaching gets you into a routine so that you can be consistent in whatever you're going to plan on doing well. And, I, and I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, I, um, I would say like, you know, I wish I would have had a coach like. I don't know, like 10 years ago, 
<laughs> I mean, even my first year, I mean, and it's, a, it's an expense. And I think that's why a lot of, I mean, so, so are postcards, so are, so are a lot of the things that we should do. But I think if, if there was one thing I would like do starting out, like having a coach would be the most, like the most important thing. Cause it's not just like holding me accountable, but you're also there to like offer um, you're there for like positivity. Yeah. And that's, that is, uh, I mean, and there were times, I mean, like even like, you know, I think November and December, it was still slow for me. So I was like, man, it's like, you know, I'm, I, and you're always a, like a beacon of positivity and like whatever, however you bring it, it's, and then, you know, whatever your message is, is delivered with positivity to, to reinforce that. Yep. And so that's where I, um, and that's where I'm like, that's, that's, that's what you want. That's awesome. Um, and that, that has given me positivity and like family, you know, into my routine, work-life balance and everything. And it, it just carries over consistently with everything else. So, but, you know, having a coach, having someone hold you accountable, um, I mean, your brokers are going to do that, but not, not the same way. Cause they're not always, they're not going to be able to individually work with like 45 different people on like what their goals are, what, how they're doing them every month. I didn't think right. that's, that's not realistic. And, you know, like we don't necessarily work on the same stuff you're probably working on with somebody else. So yeah. things are, I think things are tailored to how you want to do business and, and where you want your business to go. Like, do you want to only work with buyers or, you know what I mean? I used to be yeah. buyer heavy. Now I'm, we've moved over and this year I'm like 85% listings almost. Um, and, and again, you know, and we even talk about that is that, you know, when you start to become listing heavy and you dominate the listing inventory, it's amazing on how, it, you know, what it, having one buyer is like is the same amount of energy in this day and age of having what, like five listings. Um, and so it really gives you momentum uh, to, to be able to really to really push your business to that next level. And uh, and I mean, I'm looking at your numbers. I mean, and, you know, I mean, this isn't a coaching call, but I mean, I'm just. I'm elated because, you know, here we are, you know, halfway through the year, you're at 33. And, and in the past, you know, you really pick up in the later part of the year. Uh, so it's going to be exciting yeah. where you land. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm usually, yeah. Fourth quarter is usually where I'm just like, I, you know, it like always like, oh, we're going to be able to enjoy the holidays this year. And it's like fourth quarter is usually like the best time yeah. um, for me. Cause I, and I like it. I mean, I, it's good. I do get to enjoy the holidays, but I think the work-life balance is, that this year more so like i think it was um i think we did three years ago it was when i was in coaching last time yep and i did like i think i did 32 transactions for the year right and i mean i got burnt out uh i really got burnt out like because i i wasn't i wasn't doing the um I, I wasn't proper. I was really stressed out with the transactions and I wasn't properly taking care of like my mental well-being with it. Um, and, and having that work-life balance, I was letting the work work me, not me working the work. Yep. Um, and yeah, your, your day was running it, it, and you weren't running your days. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, I now, I mean, this year having that, like, I mean, I can, you know, you asked me, I think on our last coaching call, you're like, how are you feeling with everything? I'm like, I was like, my watch is telling me I'm not stressed. So I've got this app that like tracks, I've got this app that like tracks your stress levels and yeah. uh, every and everything. And it's part of like the workout thing, the getting ready for this race that I'm going to run. But it, it, um, it's funny because my wife's like, well, you're must be okay. It says, you know, 26% stress. It's blue. Uh, so, but my, but it, it, I mean, it really, um, and I don't know who knows how accurate those things are, but well, you got to tell um, us the app. Everybody's going to be, what's, what's the app called? Okay, so the app is called uh, Weltory, W-E-L-L-T-O-R-Y. 
W-E-L-L. The free version. O-R-Y. Weltory, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so it tells you, it'll it'll tell you what your your stress, your energy level, and then it'll tell you what your your health is. So. Oh, I love it. Like, after you. Yeah, after you get done with the workout, it's like your stress is through the roof because your body's like it uses I don't know whatever it's an Apple Watch. It's through the Apple Watch, but right. it just it, your energy levels are low and like you actually feel. I'm like, man, I feel like totally wiped out. So, um, but I've noticed after since I've like started really like hitting it running like almost every day. I'm only taking one day off a week. It, um, I'm like I'm not totally wiped out after a run. I still have energy. My stress is lower. Um, and that uh, it just, I think managing the stress level and that comes with work-life balance that we work on and the things yep. that we talk about uh, and, and setting up a plan. It's like, you know, uh, what was it? I think it was like two coaching calls ago. We were, ha- I was having a problem with my outlook calendar. I couldn't find my coaching call because I was trying to set up my weekly plan. Like I sit down on Sunday nights and I'm like, I plan all my appointments for the week. I was like, I can't find this. It was, it was, <laughs> I was like, I can't find it. And you're like, I sent it to you. <laughs> Yeah. And it was just, it was a, it was a glitch with it with outlook, but it couldn't set it, but that was like planning your week out. I plan my week out. And so I at least know the things I do have coming at me. And then any of the other, you know, like I want to go look at a house or I want to do that stuff that you do, you can't plan for that comes through and you're, it's not, it doesn't overwhelm you. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. And, you know, I've got to tell the funny story because for our listeners, because, um, and it's about cold plunge. So you know, uh, I started doing that. And uh, so on one of our coaching calls, I was just mentioning it to Christopher. And I think it was that weekend, you like texted me a photo and you're like, I built one. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then you got you to tell us. And then and then uh, your kids got in the cold plunge pool. Yeah, it was pretty, like, it was like on one of those really hot days. And I, I got done doing a workout, like later in the day workout. And um I think the kids were more like they wanted to get in like the pool kind of thing, but they ended up all get, they're like, it was, I think I had it down to like 47 degrees or something like that. But, um, the, the one that like I, I had the, uh, the, the, my daughter, she's only two or she'll be two on the eighth of this month, but she, she like, was like, my wife's like, get her out of there. I'm like, she's just like running around in there. Like, no, no big deal. And then, uh, my son, my seven-year-old, he got in there and I was like, well, you got to plunge all the way if you really want to do it. You got to get your head on all the way into the water. <laughs> he kept going, he kept going, he kept going up and down and up and down. And then my middle, my middle son wasn't really having it. So, I mean, he's like a, he's like a cat. He doesn't like getting wet, but um, he, he did get in there too, but the kids, the kids had fun with it and uh, you know, they're going to play in it, but um, it, you know, it's cause they see me doing it. Yeah. You know, exactly. like, and then, and they see me, it's, it's, it's really, it's, you know, they, they pick up on what they watch and what they see and, um, you know, it's funny cause we have like a lock on our, uh, on the gym in our house and I'm like, I can hear when someone's got like a paperclip trying to put the, put the paperclip in to pop the, pop the lock. Yes. My right. kids know how to, yes. My seven-year-old knows how to do that. Uh, <laughs> so does my five-year-old, but they pop it and they come in and they see me like just drenched in sweat running on the treadmill. Um, and so like they, they try to like, they're like, I'm like, no, you're not getting on the treadmill. Like we take the key out and put the password on it so they can't right. use it. But, but they like to, they do like to run and they like to get into those activities. So it's, um, you know, hopefully they will, you know, develop some healthy mental habits, but they, as of right now, they, I mean, they don't have that fear of getting in that water. And that's the one thing about the the cold plunge is you have like, I don't think it's ever pleasurable to get into like 40, you know, 40 or 50 degree water. Um, but the benefits that you get after it, 
um, you know, the mental mindset, the calmness, the, um, the rush of energy that you get at about 10, 10 minutes or 15 minutes after you get out, um, really it, you're like, okay, I'm going to do that again. It comes, it becomes addictive. Oh, it totally becomes addictive. I mean, I, I can't tell you how I feel, uh, once I get out, I mean, you're just, you're just pumped with so many great chemicals and, uh, you were so in a better place to take on your day. Yeah. It's awesome. And I love that, but, but it goes back to when I talk about it, it goes back to coaching and we talk about things and how you implement these pieces. And then as you implement them and you put these building blocks, as you talked about together, and then also we start looking at how you're doing in your business, you know, and I think people are kidding themselves because they don't think life and work blend together. And when those two things are firing on all cylinders, it's amazing where you can go. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah. Well, um, well, Christopher, I want to thank you for being on the call today. Um, it's always good. I always love hearing uh, your energy, and I think our listeners benefit from that as well. And if somebody wanted to reach out to you just to ask more about kind of your routine or what you're doing and about your success, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, you can you can email me, just see Rigby at Windermere, or you can shoot me a text message at 425-220-0621. Uh, one more time on that, 425-220-0621. 0621 or C Rigby. That's C R I G B Y at windermere.com. Correct. And, uh, hey, Christopher, thanks so much. Well, you got any fun plans for the weekend? Open houses. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do have open houses. I mean, I, you know, I take it lighter during the week. I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's kind of, you know, I, you I see the, I see the weekends as um, just, you know, I, you know, there's a couple of days during the week I take off and uh, my weekends are where it's, you know, it's the best time to pick up most the most amount of clients. Yeah, that's terrific. I love that. I love that. Um, well, hey, thanks again for being on. And like we always in these, we'll let our listeners know. Uh, one, thanks for listening. Two, if you found this content helpful, please pay, uh, reach out to us. Let us know. If you'd like to be on our podcast, reach out to me, fanning at winner.com. And if you have other topics you want us to talk about, uh, let us know that. And we'll always end these by saying be awesome and help somebody. And uh, Christopher, again, thanks so much for being on it. Thanks, Michael. You bet. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.